along with that dynamic duo of David Hutchison and Kevin Woodland, and Darren Millard. Welcome to In Goal Radio, the podcast. Looking forward to this as we connect you to one of the great new products arriving on the goaltending scene. And coaches, you're going to want to pay attention to this. Even if you're like a, a forward coach or a head coach, you still might like this because of the advantage that it gives you. Uh, Hutch, you know what I'm talking about here. We're talking swift combined with laziness, and it all connects to doing up your skates quicker and getting out onto the ice. Oh, I want yes, these. Yes, you do. Uh, even if you don't stop a puck, uh, the Bauer Connect Skate is our uh, gear segment uh, this week uh, over at the Hockey Shop, Source for Sports Surrey, thehockeyshop.com. And we're also going to spend a significant amount of time on the Bauer Connect Skate with our feature interview presented by Sensorina with Charlie Lindgren, now of the Washington Capitals, and Kevin Woodley does a great job in that. You are, you are fully, fully briefed on this new product line and one of the great innovations in our game. Uh, as I joked with Charlie as we were doing the interview, you just wrote my review for me. Charlie was an early adopter, one of the first ones in him uh, all season. I think he was the second guy to try them after... Jake Ottinger and the first guy in him at the pro level, even ahead of Andre Vasilevsky, who I think switched around mid-December and wore them right through to the Stanley Cup final. So um, I would uh, love to say that this was brilliant piece of planning on my part to have Charlie as our feature guest on the the day, the week that uh, Bauer Connect launches at retail. Um, but truthfully, I just have horseshoes shoved up my posterior and got a little lucky on this one. So, uh, but it all came together. Whether it was a plan or not, like the A-team, it all came together. Charlie Lindgren talking about the season he had last year uh, and talking about the skates he wore last year to earn this opportunity to be a full-time NHLer for the first time with the Washington Capitals. So lots of great stuff from Charlie, lots of great stuff from Cam at the Hockey Shop, and a lot of great stuff about the new Bauer Connect skate. And I'm fresh off uh, just opening the latest email from the Hockey Shop. And the best part about it is, even if the promotion or what they're angling for is on the player side, uh, right on the home screen, when you open up that email, it's like goalie specials deal. You click on that and then you're, you don't have to deal with any of the forwards or the skaters, anything like that. It's uh, it's so seamless. It's so awesome. Uh, before we uh, get into uh, the review and what's going on at the hockey shop, uh, Hutch, you've had some close up uh, contact with the connect skate uh, through Maddie. Uh, give us your first impressions of when you saw the, the skate and then what you've learned about it. should probably call him in here to, uh, to actually give you the real goods. But my first impression when I saw it was my, one of my best memories growing up was when I first got those Lang skates for all the old timers out there. The old plastic Micron also had one. Um, I remember looking up to the local junior goaltender who would squeak down the hallway <laughs> as he walked in these things and i desperately wanted them i finally got them it was the first ever pair of goal skates i had and uh, i remember stumbling around the ice in these things because i'd never had to skate on a flat blade as well but um they they were a great memory for me so it was a great callback to that when i saw um the bauer rep tim boron pull them out uh, for fitting a bunch of guys over at the hockey shop including my son matthew and uh, his initial impressions, well, first off, he will never go back um, unless somebody brings out something radically different. He absolutely loves them. Uh, the, the forward flex in these things is an absolute game changer, and I think everybody's going to have to respond in some way. The uh, comfort when he's getting into and out of his posts, the 
uh, extra range of motion when he gets into and out of his posts. Um, just incredible. Um, and uh, and his ability to keep a full edge on the blade. His, his, the way he first describes it when anybody asks is, I just feel more connected to the ice. And he's not playing on the name of the skate or anything. He literally, that's his feeling. He said he almost feels like he's lower to the ice, even though he's not. So um, took him a little while to get adjusted to it. Unlike uh, Unlike today's feature interview when you hear it. But uh, but it, I would say two to three skates before he felt comfortable. But now he just thinks they're the greatest things ever. And I really, really, really want my own pair because they are so comfortable. I think they're a perfect pair for coaching in. And I'm sort of trying to imagine ways with that new buckle system I could get. You know how old folks get those little clipper things so they can reach for things on shelves yeah, yeah. and grab them because they're not so. Could I get a pair of those and be able to tie my skates up without bending over? Because that's becoming an important thing for beer leaguers. Do, at least built like me doing up your skates without bending yeah. over uh, you know so maybe i could get something i could reach those buckles now I, I mean you can't do it with laces but there's a chance i'm going to figure out a new system without bending over beer leaguers you're going to want i was these. at the boys and girls golf tournament uh supporting the boys and girls club of summerside prince Edward island uh, a week ago and one of the comedians at the dinner did a whole uh segment on being older and one of the things that you go through is tying up your skates, that transition. Oh, gosh. And whether you put oh, the gosh. pants on first or whether you do them up without the, uh, uh, with the pants on and then having to hold your breath for a while. Well, <laughs> you bend over and, and then you come up, you catch your breath, then you go uh, back over and do the other skate. It was hilarious. I, I, I used to feel like I'm an old man because I do skates before pants. Yeah. Until the first time we were in a room with Carey Price and he did skates before pants. And I just, okay, actually, actually that's the reason I do it. Yeah. Good. I love it. I'm going to gonna yeah. use that one too. Thank you, Carey. If I could just rewind a little bit. <laughs> back to Hutch talking about that meeting at the hockey shop. I think one of the coolest things to me was that it was at the hockey shop and that we had these pros coming in to get fit for these skates during regular hours and talking to some of the pros and college and junior guys that were going in there that as much as they were there for a Bauer custom fitting, they, a lot of them had also been there in the past and this was their go-to. And so it's a good little call out for our friends at the hockey shop that whether you're a parent who's trying to get outfitted with, you know, we had the Bauer, m5 pro and intermediate that we're doing reviews on a couple of weeks ago we have the ccm 2.9 and they also have a 2.5 junior so whether you're a parent going in there for your kid or whether you're a pro or a junior or a college goalie like it doesn't matter they've got a staff that can help you out they've got expertise that can help you out they've got inventory that can help you out and so it's always cool to me when i see guys who have already risen up the levels as much as we think of retail as a place that's all about sort of youth and beer league goalies those guys at the highest level of the game in between even ones you know that start to get into those areas and those times of their career where they don't need to worry about anything because either the pro rep or the team manager will just take care of it with one phone call but they still sort of have that connection to the hockey shop so many of them where they go in there and they trust the staff, they trust the inventory, they trust the stock. Uh, they know they're going to be able to get outfitted with what they need for their game. So I thought that seeing those two worlds collide a little bit that morning, having pro reps in there, and then having Mark Giniak from Bauer in there sort of walking their staff through how the skate works, how to fit it. Um, it was just, uh, 
Yeah, it just again one more reason why we make the hockey shop source for sports the place where we go to get gear, the place where we send parents with kids to get gear, the place where we send other pros who need gear in the off season to get outfitted. Uh, it's because of the staff. It's because of the selection. It's because everybody in there is about the game the same way we're about the game. Perfect introduction as we send you to the hockey shop source for sports, Surrey, the hockey shop.com cam and Woody have the connect skate in their sites one of the great new technology advancements in the hockey world. Welcome back to the Hockey Shop Source for Sports, where we've got an exciting new product to show you today. You've seen it on the feet of Andre Vasilevsky. You've seen it, perhaps, on the feet of Charlie Lindgren of the St. Louis Blues. A couple of the guys that we know that have been wearing this product in the NHL and American Hockey League for all or most of the season that made it right to the championship finals in their respective leagues. Uh, in the case of Lindgren, a guy we've gotten feedback from directly here at Ingoal Magazine. Uh, but today we're going to have Cam walk us through the Bauer Connect, a uh, skate that frankly has the potential to be a game changer uh, at all levels of hockey. One that is going to certainly open a lot of eyes and create a lot of odd stares because of its uniqueness. I, I'm not, I gotta be honest with you, Cam. I'm not even sure where to start with this. So I'm gonna turn it over to you. Uh, I know we sat in with you on a fitting with the Bauer Pro team mm -hmm. uh, here at the hockey shop. We had pros come into town and do their fitting for this new product, get it molded to their foot. Uh, part of what ex is exciting about this is it's a basically a custom skate that you don't have to order and wait for. The plastic shell on this is so heat moldable. I was amazed. Gorillamid shell. Gr there we go. Gorillamid, which is custom. It comes from the, the ski boot manufacturing world, an expensive material. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Okay, so let you tell me where to start because my mind is spinning with possibilities. Here. Let's, let's start with the actual name itself. Why is it called Connect? So, the way the skate's designed is to really give you a connection to the ice in almost all periods of time in any of your movements. So, big thing here, the hinge flex. We can talk about everything else we're going to see, but the big performance benefit is the hinge flex to the skate itself. So, as you're crouching forward in your stance, you're leaning forward, that boot is actually flexing forward on you, and that's allowing you to crouch, but keep contact of the blade on the ice. So as I'm really forward, as I'm about to kick off any reverse VH picking up, I'm allowed to get that lean, but I'm getting more contact the blade. I'm getting a more solid push as I go. You're more connected to your push. See, thus connect. All right, so we cover that hinge flex, the buckles. Why are there buckles on my skate? So yes, we do see a lot of ski boot technology carrying over because that's actually how the skate kind of really started to come about. Uh, was the investigation into ski boot technology and seeing if we could use that um, into an actual goal skate itself. So grill them in. That's what the shell of the boot's made out of. Thermal moldable, thermal moldable plastic. There we go. Hyper thermal moldable. Like I'm, 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 and I'm, don't, I, that's not just a marketing phrase. I literally could not believe when they put this in the skate oven and took it out just how much, how easily, and how much you could manipulate this grillamid shell around a unique foot. But what's important is when we take it down to cold temperatures, like what you've been experiencing on the ice, 
impact resistant. So it's not like we're downgrading in terms of for overall protection and sturdy, like sturdiness to the boot itself. So no, we're not worried about it cracking off of a shot, anything like that. It is double thick in the actual toe itself, which is called out, as you can see the difference in terms of the pattern uh, on the skate. However, overall, this is how we're now starting to build the fitment story of the skate as well. So the buckles, obviously what's keeping us in the skate itself, let's talk about the liner. So completely independent from the boot itself, our actual booty liner, we'll call it for now. This actually molds. It's actually an Ultralon liner, just to get it correct. This is why we brought Kevin around today. It's not just a pretty face. It, yeah. These actually move in uh, with the skate itself when we are molding it. So the entire boot heats up and that's actually part of what's helping to get that kind of almost custom fit for the skate itself. So when we're fitting these skates, they only go up in full sizes. There is no half sizing to it, but this will encompass most, most um, with this fitment process. So because this boat is super moldable, it's getting stretched out a little bit as we go to go put it on. Once we attach this, this is going on to your foot and then we're sliding that actually into the boot um, itself. So that's giving us our now custom fit and feel to that skate. Benefits of having a removable liner uh, include the ability to replace it. They include the ability to order extras. Uh, I can't remember which pro goalie it was, but there is one that much like we see in the NHL, goalies will have a first, second and third period glove. So it's fresh and dry. Uh, you have the ability, I believe there is one that at least has two sets, maybe even three sets. So each period, he's got a dry liner to put inside his skate. And of course, it's custom moldable. Everything is custom fit. So that feel and more importantly, that connection to the ice is maintained as he swaps in and out of a wet liner at the end of a period and into a dry liner to begin the new one. And of course, that process is super easy because you're not worried about how, how tight you pull a skate lace. Real nice for moms and dads that are, you know, not having a pull, remember you'll pull the old skate laces to get them tight. You just, just like putting on pads with Velcro, a couple of buckles and you're in. And the beauty is if you know what level that buckle goes to, and there's adjustability within this, within this buckle here in terms of how long this part goes, you just reconnect it to the same one each time, whether it's the first one or second or third, and you're going to get the same fit, the same feel. Correct. So that's what's giving us that ability. Now, if you want to have that fresh pair of skates, you want to be capo kakinen to have that fresh pair of skates that's every single every single period. That would be the way to go. For most of us though, and let's preface this a little bit more, no, this isn't absorbing a whole ton of water and making your foot swim by the end of the third period. That's something I've tested out. I've had these skates on the ice myself. I'm still feeling fresh by that third period. However, if you are playing at that higher level, that is an option that you can go and do to give you that fresh feeling cut skate every single time. Okay, 22 degrees is how much forward pitch you can get through that. And it's interesting because that's what we want, as you talked about, we want, for, we want the ability to get flexed forward. And so we've seen traditional skates get stiffer and stiffer. I, I feel like goalies, in order to get that forward flex, you see them not doing the top laces all kinds of different ways to sort of achieve it. Mm -hmm. This just sort of have, has it built into the skate with the hinge system. Kind of reminds me a little bit of the old mechanical arms in the Warrior. Um, whereas people, as unique as it looked, like right out of the box, they were built to flex. This has that flex built into the skate automatically with that forward pitch. Um, fitment. 
Now I've been through this process with you. It is a skate that is designed to give you a full custom fit in store without having to you know, get scanned and then you know, ship off your specs and wait six to eight weeks. Like you can get these custom baked to the point where you get a custom fit in store. Um, they insert shims if you have unique, like padding and the fitment process. If you have unique elements, places, uh, some guys have bigger ankle bones. Some guys have had, you know, broken bones in the past where the foot might stick out and be a little wider in spots. Like it's a pretty, I don't say complicated, it's not the right word, but it's a pretty detailed fit process, process to dial it in. So my question becomes, if you're ordering online, uh, are you sacrificing some of that? Are you better to come in store and see you in person so you can go through that fitment and have you run into in the early going? I mean, are there certain types of feet that may struggle a little bit more? Uh, and what are the options for them? So let's preface this a little bit too as well. So Again, you've kind of touched on a lot there. So one, you do need to be sized for the skate properly. Um, two, it does need to go through a heat molding process really before you can get a proper feel. If you go to go try the skate on stock without molding in your perceived size, it's probably not going to feel good. Um, it needs to go through that molding process. So yes, you, you can buy online if you know exactly what you're looking for, but they will still need to go through the entire molding process itself. Not really a DIY thing that I would recommend trying at home. These aren't designed for a home oven. They are designed for a power skate oven in particular, um, set to the right temperature. Um, there is a molding process that needs to go along with it, but that's for me to know and you to find out. In terms of overall feel-wise and fitment-wise, after you did touch on this a little bit earlier, this is where the buckles come into play in terms of giving us that security level while maintaining that flex. So I can still get that tight fit skate but I'm not sacrificing any of that forward flex as you would find to say going up to a top eyelid and a skate and really cranking on them. You kind of lose that flex. You still get that and you can still get that tight, secure fit to that skate itself. Early experiences. Uh, we have seen some guys with wider feet have a little bit of struggles, you know, with that, that top over the top buckle, being able to get it done and feel comfortable with it. Uh, if you have an exceptionally wide foot, I definitely recommend you make sure you come in and get fit for it. Uh, make sure you can get comfortable with that part of the process. But again, one of the options in that point is you could go to a slightly larger shell size than you might think you need in order to free up some of the room up up top. And again, because of that yeah, sort of baking molding process, you'll still get a lot of the fitment wrapped around. But that's the one early caution that we're seeing is if you've got an exceptionally wide foot through here, um, getting this sort of clipped in over top can be require a little more of an effort and can lead to a little more pressure on the top of the foot. So just something to keep in mind for those of you that when you go to the sneaker store, you're looking at double E's. Um, I happen to be one of those people that has wide feet. Uh, and so that can affect your ability to sort of get fitted, not necessarily limit that you can, it just means the process is a little different for you and you need to be cognizant of that upper buckle. Correct, so quickly finishing off, uh, vertex edge holder, still something that you would see through all of the current barrel lines as well, like the Pro, the Elite GSX. Um, slightly different seal, this is LS Pulse stainless steel. So same as their Pulse TI without their carbon coating, um, or sorry, stainless, or not stainless steel, uh, titanium coating, that's the one. Um, so you needed to save a little bit anywhere to keep the skate under a thousand bucks. So you can obviously switch that out to whatever else you would like in terms of for aftermarket options, especially from Bauer. Um, these lines that you do see on my skate here are actually from profiling because I did get a profile on my skates. 
something you should check out and something we have talked about previously in previous videos. Well, this sounds like an idea for a future video. We need to dig back into custom goalie profiles. We can. There we go. So we got another suggestion out of that as well, just from our own. So custom goalie profiles on your skates will come up soon. But if you need custom fitting skates off the rack in the store without having to wait for your custom orders, the new Bauer Connect, as unique as they might look, provides a great new option that wasn't there before. And to be honest with you, based on early feedback for a lot of people, maybe a real game changer in terms of that ability to crank things down, get that connection, get that custom fit. Get connected to the ice. Well said. I think we'll just leave it at that. Questions, Cam, if they want to get a hold of you, because there are going to be a lot of questions about this one. I watched you go through over an hour and a half process with Bauer, making sure you and your entire staff were educated on how to fit. So it's not just me. You can talk to you. You can talk to any of the staff down here in the department. So that's big. Keep that in mind. And if you want to get a hold of them, now you can give them the number, Cam. Uh, 604-589-8299 or 1-800-567-7790. In the words of Cam, get connected. Connect with him at either number or online at thehockeyshop.com. Connect with us by hitting the like and subscribe button. Excellent. I think we've taken this pun as far as we can, folks. Get connected with that bell in the corner. Notified. That's the last one. That's all I got. A couple of follow-ups, and then we're going to get even more on this with our feature interview uh, brought to you by Sensorina with Charlie Lindgren in just a little bit. It just happened to go uh, in the same week, but it's, it's perfect as you uh, dive into uh, this new advancement uh, in the world of goaltending. Uh, it's a multi-step process to get fit for this skate. Uh, what jumped out at me there uh, that I heard you guys talk about, it only comes in like sizes, no half sizes, full yeah, sizes. Full sizes. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, but uh, the, the liner comes out, uh, you, you can uh, fiddle with that part of it. Uh, there's just uh, so many different things about it that makes it uh, really, really uh, interesting. Well, what's interesting is like, you have the ability to get a fully customized, like the moldability on this thing is off the charts. Like kind of like freakishly. So the material they were using on this, um, when they showed us, it's kind of one of those things. They're like, you're not going to believe how much this will mold. And like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then they, they stretch it out and you're like, Oh my God, it's like putty. Um, well, a, a good example of that Woody is that Maddie could not get his foot into the skate that they were trying to put him in. Like it would not physically go over his foot until they baked it. And then it fit like a glove so that's how much they give so the beauty is you can get a custom fit in store the downside is you really do need to be in store to get that sorted out and to get that baking process done you, it's not something where i think you're ordering it online and shoving it in the oven i would really not i would suggest not doing that um so there's kind of but but the beauty is you, you can get that custom fit uh through that process in the store without having to sort of go through the custom fitting and then order it and wait you know four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks depending on the manufacturer to get your boot so that's the neat part i will say one of the things about the full size if you we, we talked about it a little bit with cam and we've heard it from including from a pro that we know that tried it if you've got a wider foot a really high arch that top buckle like if you're pushing the outer limits of width in terms of the shell can become a little uncomfortable. We've had some guys sort of balk at the switch just because of that. Um, the one answer is though, you can just go to a bigger, a longer shell, create a little more room in front of your toe, which can help with another problem, a small thing that Charlie noticed that he's gonna mention in terms of pucks off the toe. 
um, by increasing that space, but also sort of the shell becomes bigger and that might solve some of the problems. So I guess what I'm saying here is it's a custom fit, but if you've got a really wide or unique foot, it's really important that you have the right people fitting you. And again, watching um, Tim and Mark go over and go through that fitting process with our friends at the Hockey Shop Source for Sports and the entire goal team was really interesting and really educational. You understand just how much they now understand how to go through this process. If you've got places, uh, ankle bones that stick out more, or you know, I've got a I broke my right foot in four places as a kid skateboarding. And so it's got an awkward sort of jut on one side. When they do the fitting, you can put pads and shims as the skate. You put it on around the outside of the shell and then you slip it in there. And as that heated shell starts to compress back to the size, that shim will create extra room if you've got that, like I said, different parts of your foot that stick out oddly. Um, so yeah, there's, it's just, it's a really exciting product. It's different, it's unique, it looks different. Uh, you'll hear Charlie talk about some of the looks he got early, um, but kind of reminds me of Bauer Odin, right? Like revolution out of the box, a uh, lot of positives, and then we'll see there'll be an evolution as they move this forward with uh, maybe some adjustments on fit, on options moving forward. Do you guys think, and I want you to answer this honestly, and I'll go with Hutch first, that this is the start of what will become the norm? in skates does it stop at goalie skates or does it spill over to skaters with this buckle design i i i would struggle to imagine that the buckle design will become a norm for players uh like what's going to happen if a puck goes right off that thing uh how how are they strong enough to withstand that in a goal skate it's fully protected by the pad it's never mm -hmm. going to be impacted um barring some bizarre happening. So I, I, I don't think so much buckle design, but I do think that we're probably in for something radical uh, for players down the line here too. That idea of being able to custom fit your skate right in the store is, it's good for everybody. Obviously it's good for the, the person who wants to get custom skates right away. It's great for the company because they don't have to maintain this factory that's doing that. It can just happen in the store. Um, it's better for, for everybody. And the fact that we've made this leap in performance for those who, who want this in goal skates uh, surely is going to have people saying, what could we be doing next in a player skate? But I can't imagine what that's exactly going to be. They're certainly not going to look like these goal skates, and I'd be shocked if we went back to the uh, 1970s Lang player skates. But there's got to be something coming down the line, Woody. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I think us goalies are a little more uh, eager to embrace innovation, even if it looks a little different than what everything else looks like. Like, I think there are players, including the ones that Charlie probably heard from in his locker room, chirping about what the heck he's putting on his foot that just they don't want to be they don't want to be the first one through that wall because they don't want to look goofy. Right. Like I like I honestly think like you know, look good, feel good, sure. play good. Like, I think there For are sure. players that would be like, like, what am I, seven, right? But goalie's like, hey, man, if this helps me, I'm trying it. And you don't see it. it it's yeah, you don't. Good the whole but, time. So. But, and I wasn't suggesting it has to be a radical new look. I just think there's going to there's the be some radical flexion. new performance concept, yeah. whatever that is. Right. I don't even know if the flexion would help a player. That's not what I do. But, uh, but there's got to be something coming. Yeah, I think, I think we're on the start of something that in five years when we're doing uh, the podcast, episode number 929, uh, 
that it's going to be uh, just, hey, remember back when we, we were first launching this or talking about this? I think so. You guys, you guys will be able to go, hey, Mark, you were right. You said it. <laughs> Again. The, uh, said, it's going to take us to episode 900 before we have to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, touche. Uh, the feature interview brought to you by Sensorino, Sensorino VR, Charlie Lindgren. And we'll get into this uh, in just a little bit, a return visit to the uh, Ingold Radio podcast. Uh, let's talk about Sensorino, what's going on there, Hutch. Well, uh, I wasn't here last week because I was on a little bit of a trip. And I'd like to give a shout out to a couple of people that I saw along the way, if that's okay, Darren. Um, stopped off to see... Chris Wu, who was our podcast guest many weeks ago, talking about sports vision training, vision training for goaltenders, still promising to contribute some content uh, over at ingolmag.com for everybody. And he took us through some really cool exercises, both in terms of improving uh, your visual system as a goaltender. And that's not just how you see things, but your ability to react to them and eliminating delay in that system, but also a really cool. Um, Look at balancing your ability to collect visual information as you're moving around on the ice doing something physical. And some of the demonstrations, and I won't get into them right here, hopefully we can in a future article, really give you a very tangible look at how the harder you push physically, the more you think about the technique, the less visual information you're able to process. The more you focus on processing that visual information, the more it slows you down, takes away from your physical performance. I don't think we ever think about that balance when we're on the ice, other than get your head over, get your eyes on the puck, now get there fast. So hopefully we have something coming there fairly soon and and shout out and thank you to Chris for all his work with us. Um, and then we spent some time up at the Eli Wilson goaltending camp as we do every summer. And the reason I bring that up is uh, we saw Charlie Ho- um, Charlie Lindgren's partner this year Joel Hofer up at the camp spent a week with him fantastic guy Kevin gets into it in the interview and as the camp was winding down Joel came up to me on the ice and he said hey uh can you put me in touch with the sense arena guys because one of the things that Eli does at his camp is part of the dry land has uh sense arena set aside so every goaltender at the camp can spend some time using it each day make it part of their routine uh because Eli believes it's a very useful tool as well and there you have a pro goaltender, very promising and bright future ahead of him, got to give it a try for the first time, and he was sold. And another pro goaltender who was at the camp, Dylan Ferguson, just had tried it for the first time, and he said, wow, those pro shooters on here are really hard. Um, this isn't something that we're just throwing out there saying this is a chance for everybody to try something difficult, even for pros, this is the real deal. So uh, Sense Arena, speaking of innovations in skates, Sense Arena is an innovation and a game changer in off-ice goalie training. Uh, Whether you're a pro, whether you're one of the many beer leaguers who've given it a try because of in-goal, or whether you're a young goaltender looking to get more time um, in the net, even when you can't get on the ice, uh, strongly suggest you give Sense Arena Virtual Reality Goaltending a try. And if you do, you can use that magic code IGM50 to get a little bit more off whatever the latest, greatest deal is over at sensorina.com. What a couple of testimonials there for Sensorina and Sensorina VR. And those shooters are good yep. when you've got it at the, the highest set. Well, you would know you face good shooters. Woody and I don't. So you're well, a good testimon- testimonial as well, Darren. Like, Yeah. Uh, the best part is uh, I feel the pucks the same as I do on Sensorina 
we using the headset as I do when I'm physically out in the ice because you don't have to actually touch them. And I, I don't touch them on the ICA either. Perfect. perfect. Uh, I can't use my chirp now. <laughs> Woody, uh, Charlie with you uh, this week. Uh, this is pretty cool. And the a transition that he's gone through in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, last couple of weeks, but also the last year, right? Like, I mean, a big move for him, a big contract for him, three years, one-way contract with the Washington Capitals, essentially locking him in as their backup goaltender behind Darcy Kemper. Uh, I'm excited for him to get out there with Scott Murray. Also, just what he went through over the past year, like, you know, that last year in Montreal and a year where we saw so many goalies play, like he didn't get a shot. Like they didn't call him up. They didn't give him an opportunity. Um, and you know, we've talked about this a lot. Like it's not, and we, and you'll hear it in the interview. This isn't a negative about his experience in Montreal in any way, but sometimes you go to a different organization, you get a different voice, a different coach and something that you hadn't thought about or that you weren't doing at the other place clicks in a way that makes sense and simplifies the game for you. And in Charlie's case, a lot of, and we've talked about this a lot in the last couple of years, stance, narrower, taller, a little more shuffles off the rush rather than locked in low and wide and sort of drifting back with rushes. And that may seem like just one small thing, but as you'll hear him talk about in the interview, uh, especially when it comes to the stance and the concepts of how he moves around the crease, like it changed everything for him. It changed a lot. We saw it with Spencer Martin here in Vancouver. Um, you know, and had a similar kind of year, like 950 save percentage in a small sample in the NHL, open some eyes. Spencer earns a backup job in Vancouver. Charlie earns a backup job with the Washington Capitals after, you know, a breakout season. But what I really wanted to dig into was some of the specifics on the ice, technically and tactically, that led to this breakthrough. This wasn't just a different opportunity. He really did embrace some new ideas with a new voice. Um, and catapulted his career to another level. So it's something we talked about a little bit in the past during the year. So I was aware of, I had an idea of these changes, and I thought he did a good job of trying to explain it so our audience understands as well as this interview. Um, Lots of thoughts on the new skates because he spent some time. Lots of thoughts on Joel Hofer, what it's like to switch teams. Some great advice for goalies who are about to go into training camps or you know, maybe go into playing on new teams, different levels without people they played with before. What, how do you, how do you make sure you're a good teammate as a goalie? Something he's been through just, and then the technical changes that he went through. So a lot of great advice here from Charlie Lindgren in this interview. And I thought he explained it all in terms that I should resonate with a lot of our listeners. And he was five and zero at the national hockey league uh, level last year and turns it into that great contract with the Washington Capitals, Charlie Lindgren. With Kevin Woodley, the feature interview brought to you by Sensorina, Sensorina VR on In Gold Radio, the podcast. Really excited to welcome back to the In Gold Radio podcast, Charlie Lindgren, now of the Washington Capitals. Congratulations on the new contract, Charlie, and a long playoff run and a whole bunch of stuff that went on last year with the Blues and their affiliate. Uh, but first off, just congrats on the all those things I want to catch up on. But congrats on the contract. How excited are you to head off to Washington this year? I'm extremely excited. Uh, thanks a lot. And um, yeah, I, I really uh, I couldn't be more excited about the opportunity and the situation there. And yeah, it was a heck of a year. Um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, went, you know, in my opinion, about as smooth as it could go and um, was very happy with it. So now just enjoying summer a little bit and getting all geared up for next year. Not much of a summer because you guys go all the way to the uh, Calder Cup finals with Springfield. Uh, so I want to ask you a little bit about how you have to adjust the, the, the sort of 
the way you plan out your summer because there isn't much time. But first off, the opportunity with Washington and going through that process of free agency. Um, you've been through the recruiting process before coming out of St. Cloud State and a number of teams, you know, being interested in signing you. What was different about this one? Is it more of that sort of starter's gun, got to go kind of thing versus a chance to go visit team for a couple of weeks? Like what was your first taste of that? Like, or I guess second taste of it because you did it last summer too. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was a really incredible experience. Um, you know, obviously with the way last year went, you know, I think I put myself in a really good situation going into free agency this summer. And, uh, you know, there was a good amount of teams that came knocking and, um, yeah, Washington, uh, I'll tell you, it's when they came, uh, came calling, I was super excited. You know, I know a couple guys on that team already. Um, you know, obviously been to spend some time in DC a couple times throughout my professional career already. And, uh, they obviously got a great team there. So yeah, there's a lot to be excited about there. Uh, you know, this year was probably more like, uh, what it was like coming out of college for me where there was, you know, a lot of teams that were, uh, interested and, um, you know, and, you know, comparing it to what it was like the previous summer where, you know, I hadn't played much with Montreal and I was in kind of a weird spot where, you know, there's really only a couple teams. So, uh, you know, having a great year last year, obviously that put myself in a, in an awesome situation and, you know, I, I couldn't be more thrilled about it. What's that? Can, can you walk, like, what's that process like? Like, is it just you and your agent? Are you talking to the team? Like we, we deal in the world of goalie coaches. And so we have relationships like Scotty Murray is one of our favorites, Yeah, but we'd be naive to think that there's, it's like you're talking to the goalie coach and, and having a feel for it. Is it more just like, Hey, this is what management, they talk to your agent where we see you fitting in. Like, how does that yeah. process play out? How do you get comfortable with committing to a place for three years when I'm guessing you don't get to have those broader conversations till after you pull the trigger. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. And obviously it's, uh, you know, it, it goes pretty quick too. So, I mean, you got to kind of stay on top of everything. You got to kind of know, uh, you know, what teams are looking for, what their depth chart is, uh, what your opportunity is going to be like, how interested they are in you, you know, all, all that sort of thing. I mean, you, you know, and you kind of break it down with your agents and you, you know, you, you kind of figure out where you maybe want to go, um, what cities kind of, uh, stick out to you. Obviously, you want to play on a really good hockey team, which I think the Capitals will be, uh, just because they have been and they got great pieces there. Um, so yeah, I think uh, you know the biggest thing for me was just uh, you know I want to go to I wanted to go to a place where I had a great opportunity. I was going to be surrounded by great people. Um, I've heard nothing but awesome things about Scott Murray. Um, heard great things about Darcy Kemper. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, seemed like it was the perfect fit. And again, I, I'm telling you, it's, uh, my excitement levels through the roof. It's, uh, it's, you know, I feel very blessed. So one last one in terms of all the great things you heard, we all know obviously about Alex Ovechkin. Yep. What have you heard about facing him in practice and that, what that, what <laughs> are there any, like, do you get as the new guy coming in, do you get, I know Braden Holtby told us he had to set some ground rules about that one T uh in practice and the damage it can do i guess as the new guy you got to just grin and bear and maybe eat a few of those i think i'm gonna probably go in and just try to wear a few um you know that's that's kind of my mindset so you know i'm good buddies with nick dowd and nick jensen who play on that team and you know they they told me be ready for it so you know obviously it's you know i'm sure he doesn't uh unload it fully in practice but uh but yeah if he does obviously uh you know, it's my job to be in there and I chose the position. So it is what it is. Are you aware of the curve aspect 
Are you aware that he can throw yep. that he that it, oh, yeah. he's got a breaking ball out there? You've heard of this. Yep, I've heard about it. I've heard about it. So and it's funny too. It's I think I played him in preseason in twenty must have been like twenty eighteen. Um and we were playing up in uh I think that was actually the game we were playing in Bathurst, New Brunswick, I think, or I think that's where Bathurst is. Um but uh but yeah, I was playing against Ovi and you know, they had the power play and you know, obviously my, it was my first time playing him. So my focus was completely on, you know, I have to know where he is. You know, I felt like I did everything right. I got over there and I ended up going through the wickets and I was, you know, I, I still couldn't believe it went in, but uh, obviously he's, he knows how to put the puck in the net. And so it'll be a treat to, to play with them and be around him and have him on the same team. Well, you're going to have to share stories with us down the road about what, like, just how much that curve, because we've heard different things. We've heard it from Braden. We've heard it from Scott. I couldn't believe it the first time I heard it. I thought they were, like, I thought they were blowing smoke when they told me it actually curves. But yep. then when you talk to guys like Ryan Miller that used to see it all the time in Buffalo, he's like, no, it actually moves that little hook on the end of the <laughs> stick. So yep. somehow he defies, or there's some type of law of physics that I don't understand, man. But that's, uh, well, that's crazy. He's got so many goals. So, you know, that's probably, all, that's probably part of it. Okay, so you went through this last year. Maybe so this is some let's let's go let's turn what you're about to go through and what you went through last year into an advice column for kids. Um, because they're coming up, a lot of young goalies will be coming up into their season right now. And you know how that is. You move up an age group, you move to a different city, new teams, new teammates. Um, fitting in as the new guy between the pipes. You went through it last year with St. Louis and Springfield. You're gonna go through it this year with the Washington Capitals. Um, you've been through it years before with with, with Montreal. Like What's the key? What's the secret to sort of getting off on the right foot and finding your comfort level when everything else around you has changed? Well, I think number one, just being a good teammate. I think um, making sure your teammates have your back and and knowing that, you know, you as well have their back, um, you know, being good in the locker room, uh, getting out there early, working hard. I mean, those are all things that I think, um, You know, I'm the type of guy that, you know, when, I, when I'm going to be done playing, I want to look back on my career and say, you know, I have I have zero regrets. So I think, you know, that's something that I'll, I'll be able to hang my head high on and um, just to look back and be like, that's, you know, I gave it everything. And my teammates, I know, are going to be able to see that. Um, I'll gain, you know, I'll always have the respect of my teammates just because of the kind of um, work ethic I have and um, just, I think, my compete level. Um but yeah, that's, I think that's the main thing. That's how you fit in is just uh, is trying to do everything you can to be a, a great teammate. Simple as that. Is that. Can that be like, can you give me a couple of examples of how it might manifest itself? I mean, because we think of getting out early and doing your work as a goalie, but also maybe staying out late. And, you know, I mean, we hate yeah. the word target here, but sometimes we are targets, right? Like sometimes yep. we're not out there just for us, right? We're out yep. there for teammates. Yep. Um, can body language in terms of practice when things yep. don't, like some examples of the way to sort of, you know, get them on your side and, and show them you're a good teammate. Yeah, I mean, those are all things. I mean, coming to the rink with a smile on your face, I think that's that's huge. You know, not being that kind of guy that, uh, you know, looks like he's always pissed off and upset. I mean, you know, be fun to be around. I mean, that's, it's, you know, have guys want to be attracted to be around you. Um, and then, yeah, when you're out on the ice, uh, certainly, you know, a guy with bad body language, um, you know, no one wants to be around that. I think, um, you know, obviously, 
I've had my moments where I've taken a stick over the crossbar and all that. I think, but uh, again, that's, I think that's part of the position and that's part of just being competitive. Um, and I think guys can, as long as you're not doing it every single day, you know, maybe like once every couple of months or something might be all right. But, um, but yeah, I think, uh, just showing that you care. I mean, just, um, wanting to go out and, and, uh, you know, put your best product on the ice and, um, yeah, doing drills with the players. I know a lot of times, you know, kind of pre-practice is more so for the goalies, I find, where, you know, it's usually you're, you're out there with the goalie coach and maybe a couple of the players. Well, then after practice, you know, it's more maybe more forward D split and you're hanging out with the forwards and they're doing scoring drills and you just got to kind of, like you said, wear it a little bit. That's all part of it. That's all part of being a good teammate. And so, you know, and, and when you're not in the net as a goalie, um, you're cheering on your other guy, you know, you're, you're his biggest cheerleader. Um, that's all, you know, you obviously form a good relationship with your partner. And, um, I, I've been very fortunate over my career to have some very good partners. And, um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a team sport and there's a reason for that. And, uh, good teams find success when, uh, and it all starts in the locker room. Uh, and the other thing too, I think, and I think we've been guilty of this. I know I have been as a writer, like sort of focusing on how practice sucks for goalies. Mm -hmm. The reality is sometimes that's just the way it is, right? And you have to find ways to 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 sort of get through it and, and understand that, like I said, it's not as much as it should always be about us. It ain't always. About us. <laughs> it's not always about us. We got to realize that. And you know, it's funny, like the especially the the first couple of drills of practice, like the one on O's where they're supposed to be warming you up. You know, that's that's never really the case. I think, and you know, those drills sometimes feel like they last forever and. You know, and then I'll, you know, even a couple times this year, I talked to Dan Stewart. I'm like, you know, why are we going so long on some of these drills? You know, because it ends up just being a bunch of grade A shots and it's early on in practice. But um, again, that's all, it's all part of it. And obviously the players, um, you know, they gain something from it too. And, um, you know, you just obviously got to take note of that and just, uh, just accept it. So. All right. So yeah. I want to get to the evolution part of it. You mentioned his name, Dan Stewart, another guy we're big fans of. Um, if a couple other organizations had listened a little closer to us, they would have had him, uh, <laughs> they would have had him under contract, uh, and working for them a few years earlier, but good yep. on Dave Alexander for recognizing a great talent. Um, how, how did your game change this year working with both Dave Alexander in St. Louis and, and Dan Stewart, um, you know, with Springfield, uh, watching sort of your opportunity and, and what you did in the NHL, also in the AHL. Obviously, I get to watch the NHL games a little closer. And I mean, hey, 958 save percentage. How about that? <laughs> but, but there were things in your game that looked like they changed to me um, in terms of the way you were moving around the crease, managing rushes. And, and I'm just curious, like after all those years in Montreal, you, you get a change of scenery, some new voices. You know, what clicked? What clicked for you? What was different that, that made more sense or made different sense that worked for you there that maybe you, again, it's, it's not a negative on Montreal, but it's just sometimes different voices, different ideas. Yeah. And, and Davey and uh, Stewie were unbelievable uh, the whole year. I mean, they helped me a bunch. I got to camp and the first thing we kind of focused on was, um, was kind of the, the rush plays um, and just kind of the way that, uh, I felt like uh, when a play was was coming from the red line, I was just gonna try to go out and be be an athlete. It didn't matter what foot I was stopping on. I was just gonna kind of go out there and just kind of to play natural, you know, play with instincts essentially. Um, but with with Stewie and and Davey, um, there was more of a process to it, which I think um, 
which I think really helped out my game. Um, you know, I, I think I was maybe telling you a few months ago, I was more so stopping on my inside foot once they got over the red line and, uh, and then gaining that uh, backwards momentum and just little shuffles. Um, and just having that as like my, my staple, I think just, just helped so much. It just uh, it made the game easier to read. My, my feet positioning was, um, felt like, you know, when I was moving side to side, it made it a lot smoother. Um, so those were the things we focused on right away. And then, um, obviously just, just controlling my game a little bit more. I think sometimes, uh, especially my first couple of years in Montreal, I'd have the tendency to, to find myself outside the blue paint and kind of sliding around a little bit. And, um, you know, when it gets chaotic, chaotic like that, it makes the game uh, a lot harder than it needs to be. And so, you know, I found myself playing a lot more inside the paint this year and just being a lot more control. And that, uh, obviously helps out a ton. Yeah, I want to I want to pick away at a couple of the pull on a couple of those threads there, just because, like you said, we you and I had this conversation about a month ago, just casually. Yeah. Um, so there might be some things there that, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about, but our listeners hear it and they're like, okay, what does he mean by you know just being an athlete? So, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you used to play a little, used to get into sort of more of a save stance a little earlier and play with a little more backwards, like a little more drift as opposed to. So more backwards flow as opposed to shorter shuffles. Is that, you know, it's probably an overgeneralization. Yeah. That's about yep, right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And so, and now with me stopping on that, you know, if the play is coming on the right, here's my feet. I'm stopping on this foot. I'm gaining that backwards momentum. And I, I feel like I'm staying more square to that play that's coming down angle, which I find was helping a lot where before I felt like maybe I was stopping more on the outside foot and I'd be flat and it just kind of be, you know, I'd be maybe cheating the game a little bit. So, so, so coming, drifting straight back and flattening out as a lot of goalies do, as you drift back to the goal line in a straight line, you lose angle. Now you're, exactly. sounds like now you're rotating now with I'm that. Staying on, I'm shuffling. I'm staying with the play. I'm staying more square. You know, I, I, you could certainly count on probably one hand the amount of times I got beat, um, you know, on a rush play just because my angles, I felt like were so much better this year. Um, and that was, that was huge. I mean, that's something that they, they focused on right off the bat with me and, you know, they must've picked it up for my time in Montreal and that's just a credit to them for being, uh, really good coaches. Um, but that certainly made a big difference on my game and. So, and, and when I hear shuffles and rotation off the wing and sort of squaring up with shorter movements, my mind goes also to, because the tendency for guys who played like you used to, sort of that straight backwards drift, was to widen out uh, and get wider in their stance. I'm picturing in my mind with the shuffles, a little taller, a little narrower in your footwork with your stance. Does that sound about right? And Yeah, it's and it's not like uh, it wasn't Montreal's fault or anything. That it it was just a it's, it was a part of my game that I felt like was was just a little off. And um, certainly, I, I gained a lot of confidence in that position this year, and um, and helped a lot. A taller, narrower stance. We've seen that trend around the league quite a bit. Um, the game's so fast laterally. If you get widened out in your stance, it's you know I mean you don't have extension, right? You can't yep. push. When you talk about playing within your crease and beating plays, like does that feel it too? Does does it make it easier to stay ahead of east-west plays from that position 
And what was the adjustment like? Because I think a lot of guys feel like tall and narrow. It feels like you're a long way from the ice. Did you have to, to take a while to get comfortable with trusting, hey, I can still get down there. I still got that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it maybe took a little bit of time, but uh, probably not as much time as you would think. I mean, it was really something that uh, I think just the way they were coaching it and the way they were teaching it, um, it really ended up coming second nature to me. And I think that was, uh, you know, something that was, you know, obviously very fortunate. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, and when that play, say it's a two on one, they're coming down and, you know, you see a lot of goalies do kind of that wiggle and get over. Uh, you know, that takes up time and that's, uh, the game's too fast. I think now it's, it's, you're reading the play and it's the quiet, uh, pivot and you're, you're, it's one move. I mean, it's, you know, you can't, the game's too quick to have the wiggle. And that's another thing that we kind of focused on. Cause I was definitely having that wiggle before and it's still not perfect. It's still a, a daily process. Um, but just, uh, yeah, little things like that. I mean, they make a big difference in your game and it's funny that, uh, um, you know, I'm 20, I'm 28 years old now and I'm still, I'm, I'm still learning a lot and I still have a lot, a lot to learn too. That's why we love the position, man. It's con- like, it's, it's constantly evolving. Right. And like, like yeah. you said, and like I said, like this, this is not a anti Montreal, this is not a slagging Montreal thing. Like yeah. that yep. change towards tall and narrow and sort of, I remember Pecorine describing it cause he made this adjustment in his career in yeah. the middle of like a career that, you know, like had Vezina finalist and he made the adjustment. He described it that tall narrow is feeling like he's looking almost like standing up, driving a car, like his, like a steering wheel in front of him. Everything sort of, he's yep. able to get that rotation and turn into it and everything feels like it's coming at you a little more. And then the, you talked about sliding more in your movements. Like I think when you, when you get that feel out of that stance, you don't feel like you need to push as far or slide. It's more, sh- shifts than sliding would that be another accurate smaller movements rather than big pushes absolutely there's no doubt i think you know when you're more narrow um being able to load that outside leg to move over it, it's uh it's so much easier it's so much you're gaining so much more power with that um so yeah that's just a, another little uh thing where um you know your stance i mean it has uh your stance plays an important part in the position um kind of fuels everything Exactly. Exactly. And I was a guy too that, you know, I, I certainly, uh, I was playing definitely a lot more wide and a lot more low. And, you know, now I find myself playing a little bit more high and, and a lot more narrow and, uh, feel a lot more comfortable doing that. I think it suits my game a lot better. It's funny though, because that trend that, I mean, that's, I mean, right down to the way skates were being built, right? Like I remember yeah. us at Ingle talking about attack angle and it still applies for recoveries. Like that's a yep. good thing, but you know, guys getting, you know, dug in on those, you know, from extreme angles in a wide butterfly. And we considered that, I think in some ways, I think a lot of people look at that and they think it's athletic, like you're spring loaded when you're into that stance. Yeah. And yet there's also a lot of tension there that yep. probably disappears when you narrow things up. For sure. Yeah. Easier on the body too. I mean, that's no doubt about that. Um, so again, plays, uh, it's, it's a crucial part. And um, yeah, I think the narrow, you know, you're, you're starting to see a lot more, uh, narrow butterflies and, and guys are starting to become so much more efficient in their movements and the way they play their game. And that's just, uh, you know, the coaching's getting a lot better. I think, you know, goalies are definitely, uh, doing a good job of picking apart other goalies and what they do. And, um, you know, I was having a conversation with Dave Rogalski, uh, last week and I'm just, I was asking him, I'm like, you know, obviously the game has changed. The goaltending positions changed so much in the last, you know, 10, 20 years, like what's it going to look like in another 10, 20 years? Cause I feel like 
we've come so far and it's, you know, there's, it's the human body. Like we're, you know, there's only so much that we can do and change in our hips and the groins and all that. There's, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but uh, you know, is the game going to be a lot different in 10 to 20 years the way we play it? I'm sure it is, but it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like. And, you know, some of it might be equipment changes too. That can obviously change things, but um, you know, if the, if the game were to stay the way it is now, um, how different is it going to be? I, I, that's a question that I like to ponder and, and think about because um, certainly it's evolved a lot. It's, it's crazy how much it's changed. And, and, like, and like you said, like it's changed so much in the last 10, 20 years, but like even in the last five, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there five years ago, you could get away with like what you talked about. Like there's nothing wrong with the way you were playing before because five years ago, Guys yeah. were winning cups locked in low and wide because the game yeah. wasn't, I mean, in five years, all of a sudden, everything is east-west and dynamic, and if you can't move, you can't play. And yeah. that wasn't necessarily the case even five years ago. It's crazy. No, it is. It is. Now, evolution, speaking of evolution and equipment, I wasn't going to go here yet. I was going to save this for the end, but uh, <laughs> tell me about the skates because, we. I mean, we went back and forth on this a little bit because I'm in the midst of, I'm trying to finish a review on Bauer Connect. Yeah. Um, man about as outside of the box as you could go i guess like that like you know much like the pads when henrik first wore them you know a lot of people looked at them and street hockey pads was the first response and yet here we are all these years later and you're in them the rebounds yeah. the sliding like they push the envelope they're doing it again with connect skates walk me through what you liked about them and what the was it was it right out of the box or did you take some getting used to no, it was pretty right out of the box. And it's funny, you know, Tim Boron, I don't know if you know him at all. He's yeah, the, I met him recently. Yeah, so he's a Minnesota Bauer. And so I think, I want to say he's the one that came up with the, the idea or is kind of the, the master uh, mastermind behind it. But uh, he, uh, we talked about getting into some new skates last, would have been last summer. And so went to the rink and uh, he brought these Connect skates to the, to the rink i'm like what in the you know what in the world are these these freaking ski boots like you know it's but anyways i was uh willing to try it out and um you know i got on the ice and honestly right from the the moment i stepped on i started moving around and um uh, that forward flexion i think is just awesome and the way it's you know it's always the same tightness every time um i i've i really enjoyed it i think it it suits my game um you know i think when you're when you're down in the butterfly um, that you don't have to like move your leg as much. I think that, you know, it's with the forward flexion, you can kind of, you can certainly dig in easier and you don't have to to drive as hard um, just because that, that boot and the way it, it moves. Um, so can, do you actually find yourself using the, like a lot of guys, like, like you said, you almost got to lift, you know, you got to lift the knee up to get the edge. Cause skates are traditionally so fixed and they've become so stiff over the years that, sort of your foot angle right up to your shin bone like you can't alter it that much exactly you can only... and and so with this it's uh you certainly can and so i was i was in shoes before i was in shoes for the last i probably wore them for three or four years and you know that's a stiff boot stiff skate um and so like you said it was almost like my my yeah my knee to my ankle like there was no flexibility there with, with this um you know can it's you like load my... with the ankle do you feel like you're loading it oh oh yeah yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like the, it just feels like it's saving me time when I'm, uh, especially when I'm down and I'm moving, uh, in my butterfly, it's just, uh, I don't have to, to reach up as, as much with my leg. It's just, I can, I can dig in so much easier and get a really solid push just cause that, uh, that forward flexion. 
one of the things that a couple of our early testers and we have, I mean, you were at all year, so you're way ahead. You, you have a longer experience. So I got to ask, and you're basically writing my review for me here, by the way, I have to send you a check for that one. Um, <laughs> but it uh, feel like more blade on the ice with those pushes too. When you say it's a good solid push, I wondered, yeah. you know, like sometimes guys push off the toe, yeah. they have heel pushers, but just the fact that because there's that flexion, do you feel like you're getting more blade into the ice on that push? I feel like I'm getting more blade, you know, and I'm getting more power off that front. Uh, I feel like the front half of my blade, which is where, you know, where I want it. Um, so in my balance, you know, my balance feels, feels great. And um, I think they're a very comfortable skate. You know, the one thing I told Tim, the one thing I don't like about them is I'm getting uh, got a lot of stingers off the toes this year. So that's the one thing, you know, in practice where, uh, someone would throw an ice burner and hit off the, you know, hit off the toe of my skate. And, you know, so I don't know if I'd have to maybe go up a size or what, but, um, you know, that's really, I can, I can deal with that just cause I, lo I love the skate so much. I think it's, uh, it's certainly changed in the game. I know, um, there's a lot of other goalies that are, looks like they're starting to get into it now. And, um, so yeah, I think a lot of guys will, a lot of guys will, will definitely like it. Did, did you find the forward flex took some getting used to? Like, was there any toe pick moments early on? Because, like, I'd heard they actually had to put some shims in for guys to sort of reduce the forward flex, not long term, but to help yeah. them sort of make the adjustment because it is so unique. No, I think it was for me, uh, like I said, I mean, from the first skate, it was it just, yeah, it just worked for me. And it was, uh, you know, I, I, and I still feel, I feel even more athletic, but still, like I said, I, I'm in control. Um, I'm it still just, has uh, that it's still tight and connected. It just has that yep. sort of mechanical forward flexibility. Yep, exactly. It doesn't, you know, my, my foot doesn't feel like it's slipping out of the boot. Right. I mean, I'm still locked in, but it's, I, I feel like I'm, I'm on my toes. I'm, I'm in an athletic position and I'm, I'm able to move really well. So you know, it's, and it is funny, like, especially early on guys are like, you know, I'm throwing these boots on and guys are like, are you freaking serious with that? Like, what are you doing putting those things on? I'm like, honestly, I, I love them. Like I've, you know, it's, it's been great. And I think, um, you know, I'm sure we'll start seeing a lot more coaches probably, you know, just cause it's takes about five seconds to throw them on and it's easy, but, um, and that's, that's fun too. Like I don't have to, I haven't tied skate, skate blades in since, uh, August, 2022. I wasn't planning on doing or this much on one. That's, I mean, they, I mean, we saw what Velcro did, right? I remember when people, you know, the eyebrows raised when we brought our first set of Brian Sub-Zero with Velcro straps. And yep. then, you know, the old beer league were dressed in like 30 seconds. And guys like, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, this yeah. is not, and now guys will admit that that's a part of what they like about it, right? Heck so yeah, yeah. First Save one the through the wall always gets the strange looks. First one over the wall yep. always gets bloodied, but it, there's an yep. advantage. I wasn't going to spend this much time on it, but I got to ask, because you mentioned it, the forward flex... And, and sort of the, that connection between your old skates, how, how sort of the ankle was almost locked. So it was like one, that foot to shin angle was fixed. Yeah. Do you notice, especially when you're going into posts and this is anecdotal, so this is tough. Like, it's not like we've got medical research here, but I'm curious, are you feeling a little less wear and tear or a little less stress through the ankles? Because it, it's all connected, right? Ankle to the knee to the hip is all no doubt. part of that chain. Do you feel a difference there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, you know, this year, you know, usually throughout the, the last couple of years previously, it's, um, you know, my, my ankles, I felt like would get tight. Um, and that would translate up, you know, it's, it's all a chain. And then my, my hips would get tight. Um, or this year, it was, uh, like I said earlier, I mean, it was about from a body uh, 
looking at my body too, it was, my body felt great this year and my hips felt awesome. And again, I think it's, it's just cause that, uh, the mobility, the, the ability for my ankle to be able to, to have that, uh, to be a little loose to not loose, but like to be able to have that movement where it's, it's not so locked in where I'm like, I feel super tight. Like I'm able to, you know, like I said, I'm playing on the balls of my feet. It's almost like I, I feel like I'm in cleats almost like just uh the way i'm able to move around like i'm just well you're te- you're te- you play tennis right you probably that oh, that's yeah. so- i love playing tennis yeah so that's how it feels like i'm just uh i'm you know I'm, I'm on the front of my feet and i'm able to move around and and um and get low and do all everything i need to do it's uh it was a, it's been a great skate for me okay so uh new equipment new team means new gear like are you gonna rock like you've always had like you've got the good fashion going You've carried yep. over the look from Vaughn over to the Bowers, but still the blocker, which I, I yep. am curious about blocker. why you can't get out of that blocker. Um, <laughs> we go in same look. Are we going to see like the continuation in, in Washington or are you going to mix things up using the, because you got access to anything now, right? With the print. Yeah, no, well, it's going to be the same, same design. So it's uh, just different colors. You know, it, it's funny. It's, and I have a great relationship with Vaughn. I think uh, Adam Burkholz, uh amazing amazing guy um he's helped me a lot throughout my career and um and then yeah bauer it's uh they've been great too i think uh like i said i have a great relationship with tim and so yeah my design's going to be uh extremely similar just different colors um you know i've been wearing icebergs now since i was probably 15 or 16 years old besides the the one year i was in ccm so um it's kind of been my my staple look and i've you know i i've loved the way it looked and you know, I got the mask too. My my mask design always has the icebergs on it. So it's just, uh, you know, it's icebergs through and through for me. I love it. It's a true gear fashion king stuff. And it like icebergs are something we saw, but like I always used to think of Cam Ward, right? Like oh, during yeah. his career, yeah. when I saw them, it's like that was Cam Ward. Like there's yep. a, you know, I don't want to like put too much pressure on here, but it's it becomes iconic to you, right? Like yeah, oh yeah, you know, like it's yeah. it's it becomes a part of we identify Charlie Lindgren when we see that gear. Well, it means a lot. I appreciate that, but uh, but yeah, Cam Ward is actually you know he was kind of my guy growing up too, and that's you know he was he was the reason why I I wanted to start wearing icebergs was Cam Ward, and then uh, I don't know if I'd mentioned it before. It's funny my my first NHL game was actually against uh, Cam Ward, which is pretty cool, and everything kind of came full circle there, but. Uh, but certainly, yeah, gear, uh, you know, you could, it's funny how goalies are. I mean, you can tell, uh, you know, what every single guy is wearing in the league. And, you know, there's so many cool designs now and, and companies, they treat, you know, they treat us so awesome. So we're all, uh, we're all very lucky. So you moved to the Metro division this year. That means you're going to get to see Rogie a lot more often. Yep. Um, who's, who's buying dinner in the, on, those, on those nights? Hopefully Rogie. We'll see. I don't know. He, he's arm. been in the NHL longer, right? So he should know, he should be true. putting the He's the veteran. He should put that one up. But he you is. also get to play against your brother and the New York Rangers. We saw a lot of attention when they were in the when they got to the conference final. I was trying to figure out because they're talking about you watching games, and I'm like, isn't he still in the playoffs too? But I know the AHL can have long gaps. Yeah. How exciting is that that you're going to be in the same division as your brother and, and get to play against the the Rangers and him a whole bunch more? Yeah, it's amazing. I can't wait. Um, you know, there was one time when he was, uh, he came to Montreal, I was backing up, uh, against the Rangers and we, you know, took a picture and it was just my, my dad and wife were in the stand, just, uh, a really cool moment there. I think, you know, obviously we've worked extremely hard to get to where we're at, but, um, 
yeah, to be able to play against him now, same division, that's going to be, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be, you know, obviously the Rangers have a great team. Um, but those, you know, me and my brother are extremely competitive. I mean, we go, uh, everything we do, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's insane how competitive we are. So it's going to be, it's going to make for some very fun, uh, conversations and, um, certainly there, there's a lot of pride on the table there and, um, it'll be, it'll be really fun. Okay. I want to talk really quickly about the playoff run too. What, what'd you learn? Like what, anything different, anything changed, like just how to manage your body, how to manage. I know like you guys were sharing starts with Joel, but like going through that experience, there's gotta be some things that you take away from that. I mean, NHL season is a grind. And then to add all those months, even how you're managing the off season, what, what, what lessons have you learned? What things are you still trying to figure out after such a long playoff run? Yeah, I mean the you know the way the playoffs schedule is set up this year was pretty insane because we, you know, we got into it. We had a we had a buy, um, so we had like seven to ten days off, and then we beat Wilkes-Barre three games in a row, and then we had like another ten days off, and so we had long breaks in between the series. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, you know, I hadn't played in the playoffs since my first year pro with St. John's. Um, we lost in four games. So, you know, this year we knew, you know, our team was really good this year and we knew we had a, uh, the type of team that can make a deep run. And, uh, you know, Hof, you know, he was, uh, I can't say enough good things about how great of a teammate he is. And I think his, uh, he's got an extremely bright future himself. Um, you know, we pretty much rotated all year. So we were just kind of piggybacking off each other, um, which I think was great for our team. But, um, it kept us both, you know, uh, fresh and, you know, we just, uh, you know, I think our, our team liked playing with, for both of us and, um, but yeah, we, we played three games against Wilkes, had 10 days off. Then we played Charlotte. I was actually, I got called up to, uh, to the NHL at that point. So, you know, I packed up my whole apartment and, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be back. You never know. So That's and then crazy. I get sent back down and then, um, and then playing Laval too. I mean, that just was, uh, for me, that was the cherry on top, um, you know, being able to beat them in a game seven at home, um, being able to shut them out. That one was, uh, I'm not going to lie, that was pretty special. Um, but, I mean, playoff hockey, you know, you can't, uh, you just can't beat it. It's just, uh, there's so much emotion in, in those games. And, um, and yeah, we're playing till late June, which is insane. But, uh, yeah, we played against a really good Chicago team. And they just, uh, were maybe a little bit too much, but uh, it was a hell of a year. Two things from that that I want to ask you about. One, all those gaps and games that allowed you, and the good news is they allowed you to go check out the Rangers um, yeah. and, and see your brother in the playoffs. But how do you, you know, like that's not easy as a goalie, right? Like to, 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 to have that much time off at such a crucial time in the year with all that pressure, how do you go into the next start and feel like I am on top of my game when you haven't played a game in like, like you said, 10 or more days? Yeah. Um, what are the drills? What is the how like role the goalie coach? How do you get to that state? Because probably looking at a lot of kids are asking the same question right now. They're going into tryouts and they're like, "Man, how do I get to my game when I haven't had a chance to play in so long? How do I find it quick? Are there drills you like in practice for that, or is it a mindset thing? How you get there?" Yeah, I mean, if for us, like we'd win a series, and then we'd have two or three three days off of doing absolutely nothing, and then um, you know, then we'd have probably four or five practice days. And a lot of it would just, it was just a buildup. So it was, you know, your first couple of days, um, you know, Stu would take us through some very basic movement drills. And that's kind of what I like too, is, is uh, getting the movement back under your feet and being able to feel good about the way you're moving around the crease. 
Um, and then obviously the drills get more complex as the the week goes on. Then you get into more game like situations, and um, so it's just a it's a progression. Um, and so yeah, it, it made it made it difficult. It was almost you know it was to the point where it was a little bit frustrating. Where it'd be like we'd win against Charlotte and be like, oh yeah, we're not going to play for ten days, and be like, what? Like it's, it's mid May. Like let's get these games going here. Uh, but that's just the way it is. Obviously, it's harder to it's it's obviously hard to schedule games, but. Uh, but yeah, I like the progression of just uh, starting off simple and then, you know, get more complex as the week goes on until you feel, uh, until that game comes along, you're feeling really good about yourself. You scrimmages too? Like, is it like, like at the end of the day, you can do goalie drills as much as you want, but it's really hard to replicate finding a puck amongst 10 bodies moving randomly at high speed around the ice. Do scrimmage, do you need, yep. said, maybe need is the wrong word, but can scrimmages help sort of bridge that gap between all the work you do to movements and things to feel good and then that game type as much as you can't imitate it is it the closest thing we got yeah probably and that's you know at that point in the year um you know we we would do scrimmages uh before the games just again because there was such long breaks in between the series and you know guys were uh guys were still going really hard it's not like it was summer hockey scrimmage i mean guys are scrimmaging hard there was a purpose to it um so that certainly helps and then you know when we weren't playing like uh Mir Hulf. Uh we'd skate in the morning and it's usually, you know, those small games, which, you know, it's um you're getting out there and you're you're still competing, you're being competitive with the players. Um, you know, I think those games help a lot too, just to keep your mind fresh and and to make sure that compete level stays high. Um, so it's all part of it. I mean, you gotta you gotta push yourself. Um, you know, I think uh yeah, I mean we played six games in like a month and a half and that's just the way it was set that's up so it's hard right? it's like the hard like how many i don't know how many times i've written stories and I'm like that's one of the hardest things to do as a goalie yeah it is so you just got to stay fresh and you gotta you know at this point in my career i kind of know what i need to do to to make sure i'm i'm feeling good and i'm feeling ready and you know and and like i said every game in the playoffs obviously uh it's crucial it matters uh it matters a lot so you know you got to make sure you're ready to go ready to rock so uh, my business partner and uh, Ingle fellow Ingle Radio podcast host David Hutchison was just at a camp with his son in Edmonton with Joel, and he sent okay. he sent me some video of Hoff handling the puck, and oh, it's, it's crazy. I like so I'm guessing how long did it, how long did it take you watching him shoot and handle the puck as a teammate in practice at the start of the year to know that maybe the goal we saw in the playoffs was pro- not maybe not just a possibility but eventually coming for that kid. Yeah, he, I'm he can chuck it. I don't think I've seen a, I haven't seen a guy handle a puck like him, I think in my whole career. I mean, he's, uh, it's impressive. And he, you know, even in practice, like we'll be, you know, uh, we'll get done with a drill and then he's going to shoot a, a puck. You know, he, he saw a jumble trying high over to me. Um, and that was every day in practice. I mean, it was something he, he truly worked on. Um, like he, he wanted to score a goal. That was something that he was, you know, that's, that was a goal of his was to, to put a puck in the net. And, you know, he could have had, he could have had at least two this year because there was a game um, previously, I want to say like a month before he actually scored where I think his first shot went a bit wide. Um, and then the, the team, they end up, I think, dumping it back down on him, which you just can't do that to Hope because he's so good at, you know, he can pick you apart. Um, and his second shot got knocked down at the far blue and it was on, it was online. So and I told him too, I want to, I think I told him like a couple of weeks before he actually scored. I was like, I mean, you're going to get at least four or five in your career. I mean, there's, you know, the way he can shoot it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really impressive. I mean, he's, 
he gets that puck up every single time. And he's, um, and he, he cares a lot about the way he handles the puck. And I know, you know, certainly his defensemen appreciate that. He was a lot better than I was at it, but he, he pushed me to be better. That was something that we worked on. Um, he helped me a lot in terms of, uh, you know, just making sure that I'm, you know, helping my defensemen out and being better, at, you know, up in my game. Um, so it was great. So he's, uh, he's a heck of a kid. I love being around him. And um, like I said, he's uh, sky's the limit for him. I just don't bet him any money on the golf course because I hear he's pretty damn good out there too. He's pretty damn good out there. Yeah, he loves and he's obsessed with it too. He's he loves the game of golf. So last one, you guys had a rotation going because this is this is just a personal pet project of mine. I don't know for how long I've said I don't understand in an era where the amount of starts a number one gets is coming smaller and smaller, and you need two goalies. Teams will have success with a back and forth rotation down the stretch. We've seen it a couple times in the past couple of years with different teams. And then as soon as the playoff starts, you got to have one guy. Yeah. Are we ever going to see it? Do you think anyone's ever going to like, it seemed it worked for you guys. Like we've seen it in the American hockey league a little bit. Like, do you think we'll see it in the NHL or is it just too tough? Like what works about it? It's hard to say. I don't, I don't know. You know, obviously with the American league, you know, we're dealing with back to backs and I think that's, you know, you got to have two yeah. guys that are, that are fresh. Uh, NHL. I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see it, but again, there's, there's more and more really good net miners. There's guys that can, uh, can certainly go in and do the job. So that's a, that's a good question. I don't know about that. It's, uh, my, pet, it's my pet project. I know I, I'm going to, I'm going to end up dying on this hill, but it'll never happen. But, uh, we've seen it a lot, so I'll just yeah. keep my fingers crossed. Every time somebody has success with it in the American Hockey League, and you like you said, the schedule's unique, but I'm always like, see, see, it worked. I mean, Chicago, you know, Chicago did it, and both our teams did it. So I think, um, yeah, certainly it's, and again, it, uh, you know, if if you had a bad game, you know, you know, you knew the team wasn't scared to to use the other guy more, and so it it kept you fired up because um, you knew you had to go in and, and do a good job or else you, you know, you wouldn't play. It wouldn't be an even split. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it was all good. It, it definitely worked out for us. I mean, Hope and I, you know, I think I had maybe one back-to-back start all year and I think he had one back-to-back start all year. So, I mean, we pretty much knew, we could have told you four months before, you know, a game who was going to be playing that. I mean, that's, so it was kind of funny how that worked out, but it was fun. We had a, I've, we had a holiday. I've always said every goalie wants to play every game. But if you can't, the next best alternative is every second game because we all want the rhythm of every game. Yeah. To me, that's the next best thing. The rhythm of every second game is still a rhythm. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like knowing when I'm, when I'm playing. And um, I felt like this year I definitely uh, I had that ability to know. And, um, you know, I, Stewie was great with us too. I mean, handling two guys um, that are, you know, competitive that want the net but aren't getting the net every time, I think um, – you know, he handled it really well with us. And um, yeah, it was a, it was an awesome year. Oh, it was an excellent year. Congratulations on the year. Congratulations on the contract and the opportunity with the Washington Capitals. I'm excited to have you come through town with them this year. Congratulations to, I almost forgot, married last fall. Congratulations on that as well. Thanks a lot. Yeah, big stuff. Thank you. Thanks lot, a lot. Lots going on. Lots, lots going on. It's been a heck of a year, but it's, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. There's no doubt. Awesome. Charlie, thanks so much for joining us on the Ingo Radio Podcast. Like I said, look forward to catching up with you throughout the season and maybe hoping to catch up with you for a little pro reads. Tease that for our audience as the summer goes on. Yes, sir. Thank you, Kevin.
Well, I know we talked about the skates and Charlie uh, a lot with Connect, but uh, there is a whole bunch in there with his approach to the position and the transition. I loved uh, the lack of the waggle, like ditching that part, uh, Woody. That that, that was uh, simple, makes so much sense, but uh, I get why he was doing it the other way, and now I understand why he's changed his approach. Well, if you think about it, like, I mean, it sort of goes back to sort of depth management and retreats off the rush. Like the one downside of doing it the way a lot of goalies used to do it, every goalie used to do it, sort of getting out early and then retreating, um, you know, playing with a lot of backwards flow against rush chances, which was sort of the, you know, I mean, there was a time when, I mean, you old farts probably made saves at the bottom of the faceoff circle off the rush, right? Like way out there. But to retreat, you have to do what? skating backwards you have to shift your weight from one to the other right like you have to go from one skate to the other the waggle charlie talks about and man that's gonna suck if i happen to be waggling with my left skate when i need to use my right skate to push to my left right my weight's on the wrong like it's small little things that just can simplify the game and in charlie's case you heard him talk about that stance and that setup not just did it change how much he was playing rush chances with flow but it's sort of fueled a new stance, a new setup that kind of just triggered a whole bunch of changes in his game, like way less sliding, beating plays on his skates, um, shifting into shots rather than sliding into shots. Just that mentality of tall and narrow. And once you get comfortable with the fact that I can still get to the ice, I don't need to be locked into that low wide sort of spring loaded stance that a lot of us think is quote unquote athletic, but at times can create a lot of tension um and limit our ability to move if they're if we get into it too early and there's a lateral pass because we're so loaded and so dug into the ice so much uh there and i wonder between the skates and that change of position whether it extends the the health of the body like he talked about uh his his body being in great state right now but there's got to be added benefits to it hutch i think there has to be i know we've talked about in the past here how those extra stiff skates can Maybe that's part of the cause of things like high ankle sprains, hip issues. Uh, We've certainly heard from a number of pros when they've gone to a stiffer skate that it has created problems on the body. So really interesting to hear now uh, from Charlie that he believes that it's going to be easier on his body, that he's got some evidence that it was an easier year for him in that respect. Um, Certainly hearing similar things too in terms of that comfort on the post because you've got that extra flexion so that you don't have the same pressure put on the ankles and hips. So I think that. That's going to be a great benefit for everybody. In goal, what do we got going on? Uh, Because so much uh, gearing towards the start of the season, there's uh, busy and then there's you guys right now. We're certainly having a lot of fun, right? This this trip up to uh, Calgary and, and Edmonton was fantastic to connect with all kinds of people. Woody and I will be heading to Kelowna in just over a week as well, where we're going to spend some time with the gang up at Net360, as we always do. And uh, and it allows us to just build new relationships and extend ones that we've had in the past. And that brings great content for for everybody, because all these guys are just great people and they they really, really want to help the whole goaltending community. But there's lots of great stuff over at Ingold, Darren, since you asked. Uh, the third in our series of nutrition articles from uh, former pro goaltender Jamie Phillips. Uh, just talking about when nutrition matters and he means at what age and how how differently we should treat things depending on age and some advice for parents. Um, good stuff in there. Uh, we've got a couple of pro reads. We've got a Joseph Wool pro read. 
beautiful stuff on screens. We'd actually had a great discussion up at Eli's camp with all the guys about how you deal with screens. So I sent this pro read along to him for him to share with the gang up at the camp. So hope that happened last night. And uh, and then also it, not really a pro read, but it, it came out of a pro read. Um, a little tip from Jake Allen on uh, on a desperation situation where you can use your post and your stick together to, to help yourself out a little bit. So lots of good stuff up at ingoldmag.com. Do suggest people go check it out. Uh, geez, there's got to be something like 700 or more articles there. If you become a new Ingold member, just remember you get everything we've ever published and then everything that's going to come for the next year. So check it out, folks. We'd love to have you join us. Literally hundreds and hundreds of drills, tips, pro reads featuring some of the best in the game, uh, including in the past couple of weeks for Toronto Maple Leafs fans, new Toronto Maple Leafs goalie coach, Curtis Sanford with a couple different tips on post entries and exits, reverse tracking on plays behind the net, some technical instruction and tips that you know, you're just not going to find anywhere else, but you can find it now at ingolmag.com. Annual subscribers, like Hutch said, they get access to the whole archive. Uh, literally, I think at this point, a couple of years in, if you're a new subscriber, you could probably kill two months on the site and not run out of new tips and new ideas to add to your game. We cover it uh, coast to coast, uh, wall to wall, or in the case of today's episode, uh, the Ice Age with the iceberg graphics uh to the cutting edge technology uh with the connectscape uh, really cool great job hutch uh, great job uh, woody and thanks to you for listening to ingle radio the podcast